Follow us here, Kevin Carter over Skype. Good afternoon, Kevin. Thank you for your, thank you for your patience. Uh, to you and our listeners, we are experiencing some technical difficulties with my audio. What he's meaning, what he's meaning is his shit's broke. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have been at this for about an hour, trying to figure out what's going on. But my headphones is just spazzing out. I got beats, and I don't, I don't know. And it's saying something about my simple race, so I just gotta do. I'm not gonna waste any more Mr. Carter's time. I'm not gonna waste any more of my listeners' time. Let's just get the show on the road. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, Kev, <laughs> if we kept going, we might have had this done by the time the game started tomorrow. So, uh... <laughs> and trust me, he's he's not lying either so but nonetheless um besides that yeah, your day's going okay I know it's yeah it's, it's cold it's pretty frigid outside I, this is what we like to call our uh, floor to winters down here it only comes once every two this is our two and a half this is our two and a half weeks of bitching about uh it being cold so for all you people that live up north I don't care uh, this is our cold weather. If y'all didn't want to deal with all your madness that you're dealing with, then move. Just don't move here because there's already too many of you down. Yep, and also we know about your memes and you see your pictures of the snow. What you opening up over there? <laughs> uh, oh, I was, uh, that was the bubble wrap that my, uh, that my uh, pop came in. Ah, sorry guys if you heard that all crinkling up there. <laughs> that was that was that was my uh, that was my uh, bubble wrap from my, my Michael Jordan Funko Pop by one of nine of them that I have now. <laughs> I don't want our listeners get confused. Like that's static. Not nah, just kept playing around with bubble wrap. I'm recording on there. <laughs> exactly. You're lucky I didn't pop every one of them individually. Oh my god! Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. It's it's uh. I'm a little flustered right now, guys. Sorry. <laughs> this whole thing got me up for a loop here. So, anyways, let's talk about last week. Let's talk about probably one of the greatest weeks of NFL football. I mean, that I saw. Kevin had watched a lot more football than me, so maybe he can chime in with this. But, Kev, man, we had four great games last week. That was, that was arguably, well, just because a game ends on a game-winning field goal or something doesn't make the game great because the Cincinnati-Tennessee game was boring as hell. Uh, that one was boring. Uh, the Rams-Bucks game was good. Really, Sunday's games were great. Like, Sunday's games were miraculous. That was... 
The, well, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Sunday's games were uh, the Bucks and Rams in yeah. Kansas City and Buffalo. And the other. Yeah. Those were Sunday's games. Sunday's games was great. Saturday's games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, the Green Bay game. Okay, but the one before that, it it, 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 was, it was bad. Never before have I seen a guy get sacked nine times and then still win a football game. So uh, very odd, yeah. Very odd. But like I said, to me, man, I, those games were particularly close. I mean, the Packers was playing in pretty much a snowstorm. The Packers and the 49ers. Um, I, I just didn't think the 49ers had it in them to beat them in that kind of that kind of situation in the weather. And and this is definitely, you know, in many people's eyes, I mean, definitely mine. I, you know, I had the Packers winning it off. And for the 49ers to go up there and, and um, make it an ugly football game, uh, you know, they're used to definitely better wear than that, than that in San Francisco. So uh, give them props to that, man. That, that game was... Was uh was all over the place. So, uh, but now you know the Packers are fans and faithful are stressing about their future and stuff like that. So, but um, but Kevin mentioned about the Sunday game. The Sunday games were just fantastic. Um, pretty much all the teams I wanted to to uh, lose stuff for one. But um, we get to deal with the. Uh, Chiefs and and Jackson Mahomes and and it's Brittany Brittany Mahomes. That her name. I don't even. Here's the funny part. I don't even care about them because I don't pay enough attention to that crap. Everybody everybody pays attention to it. I'm like, okay, they didn't play football. I don't have TikTok, so I'm not watching their crap anyway. And I don't even care what she says. So I'm just not going to listen to it. I'm going to enjoy the arguably. Pat Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks of this generation, so I'm going to enjoy him, and I'm not going to enjoy the two idiots that live in this house. <laughs> exactly. You know, in the social media world, we see that stuff get amplified, but Kevin's right. This um, Pat Mahomes is definitely one of those generational quarterbacks. He just happened to play in my division, so, but he, he's from, from a standpoint of taking my hater blockers off. You know, use that key. Remember, remember that hater blockers. That song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop drinking your hate. Stop drinking your hater aid. Yeah. Take off your take off your hater blockers. Uh, stop rubbing on your hater screen, and uh, and just appreciate it. I, I ended up having to do that for Tom Brady, Listen. and just appreciating appreciating how good he is. This dude. So. Uh, you gotta do it for Patrick Mahomes. This dude got down and scored, or get him, get him in field goal range within 13 seconds. And, and let's not and let's not take nothing away from Buffalo this whole entire game. Like Josh Allen went nuts. Mind you, Josh Allen took advantage because Cincinnati lost their arguably their best player on defense. Mm-hmm. And but but he played he played an outstanding football game. That, that literally I was driving that whole time most of that game so I'm driving back home because I was in Orlando so I was driving back home and I got home with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter 
I didn't miss none of the football game apparently because they saved it all for that amount of time. <laughs> so it was I, that was that was the most. I can't say it was the best because it was just some terrible defense at the end of that ball game. But that was the most fun football I've ever watched. Like that was that was the most fun. That I can say there. I'm sitting there going, oh, score again. Okay, now I want you guys to score just so I can see what they're going to do. And I was like, okay, now they scored. Now I want to see them guys score again so I can see what they're going to do again. And then when Buffalo scored 13 seconds left, my exact words were, they're about to kick this field goal and go into overtime. <laughs> and, and as soon as they threw the little screen to to heal, and he ran for 20 yards, I'm like, oh, this they about to do it. I was like, they're going to kick this field goal easily. They're going to get in field goal range easily. I said, now what would suck is if they missed the field goal. I said, but they're going to get, they're going to get in range easily. And then when I saw Kelsey come in motion and he got right there, I said, they're playing boundaries. He's going to run right down the middle of the field since they got three time, or two timeouts left. And he's going to catch it and they're going to kick a field goal. <laughs> sure enough, I was like, no, oh, look at this crap. Oh, man, it, it was crazy. And you don't play you do not you do not play the boundaries if a team has timeouts you just don't you stay in your regular defense and you guard them like you're guarding them normal they have three timeouts when they got the ball with 13 seconds left they got three timeouts and they got one of the fastest people on the planet at wide receiver why are you going to play off so much and that first play, as soon as they gained 20 yards, I was like, yeah, it's over. I was like, you're going to keep a field goal. Yep, absolutely. And Buffalo is one of the best defense in the league, too. And They're number not, one. Yeah, that's that's why I I uh, I know everybody complaining about, oh, the overtime rule. No, they don't. Nah, nah, nah. You can't complain. No, you can't. You are paid to stop them. You are the number one defense in the league. You're paid to stop them. Stop them. All you had to do was stop them. And they went right up. Well, the defense is just tired and blah, blah, blah. And you don't think the offense is tired too? <laughs> the whole football team's tired by this time. Yeah, like, that's why I, I get the other. Trust me, I would like for them to change the overtime rules, especially for the playoffs. For regular season, don't change nothing. Yeah. But for the playoffs, I think each team should get a should get a chance with the ball. That's just me. But your defense still has to stop them. Because yeah. even if both teams get a chance, one of the defenses has to stop somebody. Yeah. So, I, do I think both get, give them both a shot with the ball just in the postseason? If the one team gets a field goal and the other team scores a touchdown, well, we never won. One team scores a touchdown and the other team scores a touchdown and ties it, then you got to do something else. Play it like a regular game then. Except the next person that scores, it's, it's over. Yeah. That's no different That's no different than scoring a touchdown on the first drive. Yeah. I'm, Kevin, I'm okay with that. You know, make, make sure, you know, each team in a possession and if it happens to be both get field goals or touchdown, then the next one decides it. No ends and blah, blah. But I, the you people, that excuse that. You guess but what? The, people say, the people saying it should be like college. No. College, I hate the college football overtime rule. <laughs> I hate it. Because it's stupid. 
you start them from the 25 yard line and then they go. Well, you're already in field goal range. I'm like, no. If you're going, if you're going to do, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do the college rule and you're going to do it in the NFL, you start them on their own 35 yard line mm-hmm. or the 30 yard line. Yep. You start them from there, they got to go down the field, just like they would have to do on a kickoff. If you're going to do it that way, so you might as well just play it like a normal game. Give at least give teams at least one possession apiece, then play it from there. Whoever scores first, whoever scores next wins. Yeah, absolutely. But what people, but what people aren't seeing is the defenses are still going to be tired, and it's going to be the same scenario. So if the one team gets the ball first. They go down and score a touchdown. The other team gets the ball. They go down and score a touchdown. They kick the ball off to the first team that scored a touchdown. Guess who's still going to win the football game? The first team! <laughs> hey. But, hey, they got the ball. They got, they got there. They just... Yeah. So it wouldn't have made a stupid hell of a difference. <laughs> because the Chiefs still would have got the ball again and the Chiefs still would have scored. Yep. Uh, it makes no sense. And people, when they start that argument, I'm like, did you just not hear yourself? You sit there and said because you wanted to see Josh Allen get the ball again, that these rules are stupid. But the Chiefs still would get the ball back again if Buffalo went down and scored, and then they would score right off of that, and then the game would be over. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, trust me. That's why I, I was sitting there like, I'm, I'm not looking for any sympathy for Buffalo. As much as I wanted them to beat the Chiefs, and they were definitely within the range to do so, they got, got as Kevin mentioned, the number one defense in the league. They should have stopped. That's Kevin, plain and simple. But nonetheless, they, they had a wonderful season. Um, they're going to be the class of the AFC um, East, right? AFC East for, for a while. I know uh, <laughs> Patriots was on their, well, on their it bus for a little on, bit. It depends, it depends on what New England does yeah. and if New England adds anybody in the offseason. Yeah. New England was right there. They was, they was. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes forward with with uh, with them. But uh, Buffalo's a dang good team, man. Just, they just, they just, they well, have that, uh, they had that one thing where, you know, Tom Brady has always had a certain number of, like, wins over Brady or uh, Manny. It's the same thing. I know people trying to compare it to that kind of scale. Not as the same talents. Josh Allen is very talented, but I won't go the whole Brady versus Manny thing there. But I can see no, not, not, similar. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet, but you can see where these guys are going to be playing each other a lot. Yeah. Coming down, coming down the road. I, I, I have more faith in, I, I don't know. Like, I, who I I don't know which team I would see falling off first, mm-hmm. um, but barring an injury or something to one of these guys, I think both of these teams will be there for the long haul. As long as Buffalo apparently don't have to play Jacksonville, yeah. I still don't know how we beat them nine to six. <laughs> Which is, I tell you what though, it really depends because you know Pat Mahomes' contract is ridiculous as he deserves it. Don't get me wrong, but trying to build around team around that contract in the future may be present some challenges. We saw, well, you can, we, we saw with Russell Wilson. At, yeah, if you look at if you look at Kansas City, you can see where it hurts. It hurts their defense. It hurts the defensive side of the ball because they're not able to go out and spend any amount of money 
on that side of the ball because right. of all the money that they have wrapped up into the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Which is fine if you can score the way they score. But if you get injuries or something, just like we saw last year, mm-hmm. if you get injuries at key positions like your offensive line and stuff, you're screwed. Right. You can pay Pat all that money, but he's running around like, a, like he's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah, that's what you just kind of worry about that because you saw that with like Russell Wilson. You know, they spend a lot of money. They just don't have much flexibility. So now you're hearing Russell Wilson want the quarterback's going to be out. Not saying that could, something that could come up in the future, but maybe Kansas City drive better than them and can kind of go from there. So who knows? It's time when you look at it. So, but yeah, um, yeah, let's, let's move forward and talk about some, um, and that's the, the uh, this week coming up here. You still there, Kev? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just making sure. I'm, I'm, let, I'm letting you get your words in. Okay, I just, I was like, man, I ain't here. You kind of <laughs> you you went cry. I was like, quiet. Like, is he still there? Yeah, I'm letting you, I'm letting you talk. Guys, as, as you see that, you know, I'm, I'm on the edge with the, <laughs> the technical difficulties, so don't, don't mind me. So, <laughs> I'm trying to get it together here. And Kevin, Kevin's my... If, uh, I, if I really wanted to mess with you, I would have just sat there quiet for like a couple of minutes. I know, I'm saying like... While, you, you, while you were going, are you there? Are you there? I said to this way... <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So both of these games on Sunday, <clears throat> we got the first three o'clock game. We got the Bengals at the Chiefs, and then we got the 49ers at the Rams at six thirty. All right, the first game, the Bengals at the Chiefs. Kevin, these teams played each other in Week Seventeen, and it was for a offensive explosion uh, between these two. What, what's your first initial thoughts about this matchup between these two? Expect another offensive. Decades, and they finally get here, and they're they're in the AFC Championship. So, can you talk about how they got here, and and uh, what it means to those fans over there, and having someone like Joe Burrow that's pretty much going to be the face of their franchise going forward. Jamar Chase is very. They got T. Higgins, um, so they they got well, they got, got a good group means, here. It means a, it means a ton to Cincinnati because you got to think before they would go to the playoffs, but they would always just lose. And now, and now what? one or two years removed from being the number one pick, now you're in the now you're in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kudos for them. Uh, 
I, I'm not a big, as you know, I'm not a big fan of anything Ohio. But uh, but but good for them. They've had years of, of crap, and now for them to get get a little taste of success, which will probably continue, especially with especially with things going differently in Pittsburgh now and in Baltimore, you still don't know what's going on there because they can't seem to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they should be the class of the division for the next few years unless Baltimore get things figured out. And Cleveland, Cleveland's just Cleveland. Uh, they still, they, they, they were in the situation that Cincinnati was in this year, last year. So now you've got you got two young teams, but a lot of it hinges, like a lot of it hinges on their their two young quarterbacks and and how they proceed in the future. But Cincinnati should be set there for a while, especially with Chase and Higgins and all the rest of the people. They got a lot of offensive weapons. They're a uh, they're a I'm not gonna say a dollar store version of Kansas City. They're more like a Walmart version of Kansas City, <laughs> where Kansas City's like. Uh, what can we say? What's uh, a good store that you would go to? Look like higher. It's Target. There you go. There, uh, Kansas City's Target, and and and, and there right now Walmart or Dollar Store. <laughs> yeah. So as Kevin mentioned, uh, yeah, the good analogy between the stores here, but. Uh, this this is the Cincinnati team that played them in week seventeen and they went off for four hundred and seventy five yards. Four hundred and forty six yards came from Joe Burrow. And then Chase had the two hundred and sixty six yards and three touchdowns. So if you had him as a fantasy option that week, like I odds are that likely he probably won a game or it may be a championship, but um because <laughs> he went off. But nonetheless it, it this is uh, the first time that these two have faced each other in the postseason. The last time that happened was in 2013 where the 49ers and the Seahawks faced each other in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's pretty cool to see the parallels and, and everything like that between this here. As Kevin mentioned, there's no defense that's going to be played in this game because um, Kansas, Kansas City defense is solid at times, but it, it's not throughout the game. They started off with a 21-7 run, uh, or Kansas City was up 21-7 in Week 17, and then took off. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, a lot of that hinges on Tyron Matthews' health as well, especially for Kansas City. He's a he's a lot. Uh, he, he's their uh, he's their middle linebacker basically in that secondary. And as you can saw, as you saw as soon as he went down in that Buffalo game, once Buffalo figured out, hey, we need to attack. Yeah, they were screwed because that secondary didn't know who, what, when, where, how, and why to guard anybody that was wearing a Buffalo jersey. So if, if he's back, I, I would expect him to play a little better. But they still, it's just Cincinnati does have a lot of weapons. Kev, can you talk about, because I know we both get it for more so uh, you are. Um, Talk about Evan McPherson, man. What he has meant you, to this team and what he has meant through this postseason run here. He's been. You mean Mister? You mean Mister Clutch? Mister Mister Mister? I've hit more game-winning field goals this year than I did any other time where I've been anywhere else. Like he's hit. I think he's hit like five or six this year, is what I heard. Mm-hmm. Is what is what he has hit. So yeah, he's been he's been on it. He, he's been on it. I knew he could kick, but I didn't know it was like this. 
Yeah, he's been fun to watch. Man. He didn't really have he didn't really have to kick that many game winners in, in, in Florida because one, we were never that close at the end of a game, or we were going to win the game at the end of it. But yeah, but he's been he's been ridiculous this year, and especially him going up and telling Joe Burrow, "Yeah, we're about to go to the championship game." That, that's kind of funny. That was how he just called like, "Hey, I, I I'm calling game right here." So but he's, he's like, like, "Yeah, we're about to." We're about to go to the, the, the NFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, so his has been fun to watch. But you got these kickers here. So now you got Harrison Buckner, too. So these kickers are, are pretty good. Um, but I, I, I like what they've been doing for, for Cincinnati. And, and it should be fun to see if they have a moment where he can actually uh, either send them for a go-ahead win overtime. So we'll, we'll see how this turns out to be. But... Like Kevin mentioned, it's, it's, it's fun. It's always fun to watch a Gator do well, ain't it? Yeah, we get used to it, so we, we haven't been used to it lately. So to see to see somebody doing good, <laughs> especially after last year, to see see somebody actually associated with the University of Florida do well, yeah, that was good. <laughs> hey, him, Cal Pitts. It's just been fun to watch the Gators here in the NFL. Uh, Cal, Pitt, Cal Pitts had a great year. Yeah, I'm not gonna get started on the Gator talk here. So, what do what, what you think this uh, game come down to? I know you already gave predictions, so I'm gonna go ahead and get mine. So, I do think eventually that as I am pulling for the Hootay Nation, and as you know, my 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 H word chief is very strong. But I I got we know we know <laughs> but we know. I I gotta keep it you know 100, and I feel like that the Chiefs is going to end up pulling this out here. Even though we had that great regular season matchup between these two teams, um, now Kansas City got some tape on them and see how they can operate. Uh, this just once again is going to be a high scoring game. Probably going to be a very fun, definitely a fun game to watch as far as the offensive side of the ball. So I got the Kansas City winning thirty four to twenty eight over the Bengals. I hope I'm That's wrong good. though. I hope I'm wrong, though. <laughs> I don't. I like, I like Kansas City. <laughs> I'm allowed to like Kansas City because I, I'm not any one of y'all fans. So yeah. <laughs> I, I can root for them. There it is. All right. Like the test here I got when I told you I was going to go get a Kansas City hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just looked at you like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're not, you're not going to get a Kansas City Royals hat? <laughs> you you said a Royals hat? I was like, no, jeez. <laughs> I looked at you like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, got my, it's got my initials on it, so there you go. Yeah, so for the inside joke, guys, uh, I, I like to wear hats with my initials throwing out my name. Uh, my nickname, so that's what Kevin liked to mess with me about that. So that's why he's saying he's gonna get it because it, it spells his initial to his name. So Look, he's got he's got a Cleveland Indian hat with just a C on it. He's got a Boston hat. He's got an Atlanta Braves hat. Yep, I got a uh, Phillies hat for the P. Yeah, he got a Phillies hat for the P, and, and then he's got a LA hat for the A, other A and the L. And I'm like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> oh man, Kev's like what? But I get, but I get a stupid ass look for saying I'm gonna wear something with a KC on it, which are my real initials, not a nickname initial. <laughs> and it's all in one hat. Hey, 
I, I, I know that Kansas City Royals had look good on you, my man. So Royal Blue Color. I know. I, I, I thought about going and get. I wanted to get me one of those too, <laughs> but I gotta find the right. I gotta find the right one. But because it's Super Bowl and I always go to a party or something, I would like to have a hat for one of the teams that's in it. Uh, Plus, with all the craziness that's going on down here, I might have to get me a new team anyway, so. <laughs> oh, man. Hang on to that. I'm going to let you go on your vent in case they're pulling your cap there, sir. Let's cover this next game right quick. <laughs> All right. So, the next game is the 49ers at the Rams at 630. Um, you got Kev, some of the storylines in this game that you look at before I dive in, we dive in deep to this. What's, what do you think about the 49ers making it all the way here? They they, they beat some good teams, man. They beat some good teams. They've been, here. They've, been, they've, been the, they've been the Cinderella of this playoffs, and the 49ers. But the key to the 49ers was they got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right towards the end of the year, they just, they just started catching fire. And everything just started clicking on the defensive side of the ball, uh, finding out how Debo Samuel, you can use him as whatever, um, and Garoppolo not making mistakes, even though he made some against Green Bay, and they still were able to overcome it because Green Bay was making a lot of retarded mistakes too. Like, I don't know, it was cold outside or something, so it was causing everybody to fuck up. But, uh, but it, it was freezing at that game. If you think we're cold here now, there's no way we would have been able to go to that game up there and actually sit for four hours watching a football game. No, 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 thank you. I'm not ever doing it. No one ever asked me to go and do it. I'm not going to a game. I'm not going to the game where there might likely be a snowbank in the seat next to me. No, not happening. Well, okay, I give you credit. I give you credit for going up to New England and watch that game in a cold weather. So. No, that game was cold. That game wasn't even cold. <laughs> that game wasn't even. It was colder in Jacksonville than it was in New England that day. <laughs> so God, it wasn't God even cold. for you, my man. That game I went to. That way, uh, game I went to in 2018 wasn't cold at all. Mm-hmm. It was 58 degrees when we got there. Kickoff for that game was 58 degrees. Yeah. It wasn't cold at all. It went down to maybe 43 towards the end of it. Yeah. But it was never cold. The game I went to in Jacksonville the week before, I mean, the the two weeks before when we played Buffalo, it was colder here than it was in that game. But hey, luckily this this 49ers team don't have to play in a tundra like that. They're gonna be playing up in here in LA. And that is definitely way better weather than they was in uh, compared to last week. So um so that hey, listen, the weather's not a factor here. And so you already you already play this team pretty well uh this year because you know the Rams are 0-2 against the 49ers. 49ers just got their numbers this year. And I think the reason why is because they able to sack Safford, you know, they get to him and then they, they don't blitz. They blitz him like 12.5% of his dropbacks. 
And he threw two yeah, interceptions in this contest. They, they use their front four. Yeah, they use their front four. Yeah, exactly. So it's just and they and they lead the NFL in pressure rate with four or few pass rushers. So um, that you gotta give them credit to just maintain and say, hey, we just gonna cover the field and make sure, uh, you know, let's see if you can beat us with with this limited pass rush. And they've been successful again during the season. But, Kev, do you think – I mean, I don't want to answer the question yet, but I'm going to ask you initially the third time of charm possibly even you have an answer to this. So, um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, Kev, so let, let's talk about Jimmy G here. This is a guy that, you know, first-round pick. They got Trey Lance here recently. Um, he was – this Trey Lance is definitely supposed to be going forward, supposed to be the next guy up. And Jimmy G is yet to, you know, as he has the weapons, I mean, he's just doing his job, man. So what, what can you talk about Jimmy G? Because compared to these other quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and then Jimmy G. So these are your quarterbacks that remain. I mean, he's just a different quarterback from all these other guys. He's the underdog. He he beat Prescott and he, Rogers. He's the game manager. He's, he's, he's the guy that they're giving the keys to it. And they're like, look, we're going to give you the keys to the car, but you're going to be in one of those cars to where uh, you're a student driver. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy on the other side that still has the control of the brake (laughs) and the gas (laughs) and all all that other stuff on the other side of it. So he's, they're just telling me, don't screw this up. Mm -hmm. We can we can play game in uh, we can play control, game uh, control of the ball we can we can do all this we just don't need you to screw it up and so far so good he's done a good job of that Trey Lance is definitely their future um, but this run Jimmy G has them going on even though he hasn't done like anything eye popping or huge. He's done what they need him to do. He's done what Tennessee was hoping that Ryan Tannehill would do. And that's just game manage and control the game. But you can see what happened over there. They tried to let Tannehill do too much and screwed it all up. So San Francisco just doesn't need him to do too much because he'll screw it all up. Yeah. They need, yeah. to keep, they need to keep doing what they're doing. They need to keep running the ball. They need to keep using uh, Debo. Yeah, you mentioned Debo, man. He's uh, by a vast margin of 682 yards. He, uh, Him and Cup are the most combined scrimmage yards from opposing wide receiver head-to-head matchup in NFL history. So those two are going to be fun to watch. And Kevin mentioned about Debo. They put him at running back. They put him at tailback. They put him out in the slots. They put him out as a receiver. Uh, they put him in trips formation. Um, this guy just does it all, man. So Debo has been a pleasure to watch, hasn't he? And, and so uh, Debo and, and Cooper Cup is just a fun matchup that's going to be fun to watch, ain't it? Debo just out there snatching chains. Cooper, but the Cooper Cup has been retarded. Like, look what happened. Like, we knew he was good even when he had bad quarterbacking. Now that he's got somebody slightly competent throwing him the ball, look at what he's done. Cooper Cooper Cup has has become shot up and become one of the best wide receivers in football. Where Debo Samuel now has become one of the best weapons, all around weapons right up there with Tyreek Hill in football. So, okay, I'm going to give you a little nugget here that I read up on NFL.com about Cooper Cup. 
Um, and uh, you probably seen this through as well. So you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know. I seen this, but he has absolutely shredded man coverage this season. Like he recorded a, a NFL high 715 yards when targeting man coverage. So did you not hear him talk about it? <laughs> when they talked to him after the game one time, he literally told you what he saw. He was like, oh, I saw that. This, 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 and this. I just ran this, 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 and bam. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a guy that you're like, that's the kind of guy that you want on your team that in a matter of a second, he can look over something and know what he needs to do. Yeah. Which is basically what he did. He looked up, saw what was in front of him, and was like, okay, they're doing this. That's the kind of guy that every team needs. And he... He basically is the quarterback of a wide receiver. He's a quarterback playing wide receiver. Yeah. Not that he is a quarterback, but the way he read everything and the way he knew what he needed to do, it's just like his quarterback was going, okay, I see this. Cooper's going to do this. But that's the chemistry that these guys already have, especially in that one year. But Cooper, don't single cover him. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm it, t- it, 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 it's, it's insane. Thank you. And he's just, he's, yeah, but. Yeah, and I was going to tell you why. Go ahead. We go complete your point, and I, I, I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. No, he's just, he, he's insane. And then you mismatch him where you put in. You, you had good receivers there before, and he got hurt in Woods. But then you had OBJ, and you still have a, a little semblance of a running game, and you have a halfway decent tight end. It's kind of hard not to, to just let him see recover. But I guess because they all look at him and go, oh, he's white, they're not they can single cover. <laughs> hey, don't let that mess you up. Cooper Cup can ball, and so I exactly. and why I mentioned that. Hey, they they need to get a pressure on the quarterback and put pressure on Stafford is because the forty nine man coverage had given up NFL words worse in yards per attempt, nine point one touchdown to interception ratio was fifteen to zero, and their passer rating is one thirty seven point two. So if the forty nine don't initially get to Stafford, and you let Cup finest time through this man coverage. 49ers. Well, last time, this is a recipe last for time failure. Played, last time they played, Cooper Cup had over almost 200 yards. The last time they played. He was like, I think he had like 170 or something like that. But the 49ers somehow still found a way to win that ball game. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> Especially against the Rams defense. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but Rams defense that is pretty good. They have, they got a, they got a few they got a few pro bowlers on that side of the ball. So it, it's and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be close for a good three quarters, mm-hmm. and then I think I think one of the two teams kicks it into a different gear and they, and they they end up getting past them. I haven't decided which one yet. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's why I'm glad you shot their defense because um, one of my favorites went there. And when Von Miller went there, he started out sackless in his first four games. Since then, the last six games, he's had a sack. And he had 10 quarterback hits over that stretch. His 10 yeah, pressures. Yeah, no, only got like seven and a half sacks over the last, over his last like six or seven games. He's got. And it, it, it's went up. Yeah, he's got eight and a half sacks in in, in nine postseason games. Yeah, like, see, I, I I I thought that he was yeah he's he's came on as a late and he didn't need to come on 
So, uh, yeah, like I said, just, they, they got a little bit of pro bowlers yeah. over on that side. They may be a little older, hey. but and they still they still got some pro bowlers on that side of the ball for the Rams. Here's a problem to kind of monitor to for the 49ers. Uh, you know, they got Trent Williams, who's kind of nursing a leg, left ankle injury. So he's got to be careful. So uh, you got Von Miller, who's got one of those just sink down low and swim moves. I don't know how he does it, but he does. That, yeah, yeah. that, that bend that he has when he comes around the corner is insane. Like yeah, he gets nice. so low. Like as soon as he comes off, he just gets so low and then puts that arm up. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how he does it. I pull every single thing in my body if I try to get that low while I was running. Who's their other real good? Is it Henderson, their other good lineman that they got on the yeah. line? Yeah. So they got Henderson, but then you got then you, you need to line anybody up against uh, alongside uh, uh, Aaron Donald. And then it's like, because they move Aaron Donald around. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on, depending on what you got on your line is where they put Aaron Donald. Yeah. Like, they try to find him. They try to find him the easiest matchup, and he goes at it. Like they last week they moved Aaron Donald over to as soon as uh as soon as they saw that uh, the Buccaneers were running out Wells at tackle they moved Aaron Donald the defensive end and let Aaron Donald go nuts <laughs> so and they were they that, that that's the thing about that line is it kind of reminds me of the 2017 Jaguar line where the Jaguars had Gladys and and Dante Fowler and guys that could rush. And they would just move him around to where, okay, if this matchup didn't work, we're going to move him to here so he can use this matchup and they can do this. It was, it's a lot like that where they had a bunch of guys who can just rush the pass it. Right. <laughs> That's insane, man. So, all right, Kev. Well, you want me to pick first? You want to go first? <laughs> I still haven't decided yet. You still haven't decided, so I'll go ahead and go yeah, first. Yeah, this, this is that one where you, you – you have that team that you're expecting to do it, but you have that team of death that that's riding that Cinderella street that yeah. you think can still pull it off. Oh man, I'm telling you, I, I wonder. I, I keep wondering here, man. Are we gonna get a rematch from the Super Bowl that was a couple years ago with the 49ers and and uh, the Chiefs here? And you just you just wonder, man. The 49ers just like you said, that team of destiny and everything like that. I'm I'm actually pulling for the Rams because of Von Miller. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but they they got a, they got a dolphin in his hands, and I know it's one of those things where you play a team so, only so many times that that you're just gonna break through and get a victory of them. I feel like the Rams can do that. I, the 49ers just I don't know, man. Debo's on that level. Um, like I said, Jimmy is just not turn over the ball. He's been great. Uh, their defense has been just fantastic. So um, this 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 game is going to be parallel from the other one. This is going to be a very defensive-minded game, even though we got Matt Stafford and they got a great offense in the Rams. Uh, I still feel like this is going to be more of a defensive-minded game here. Uh, so with that being said, I <laughs> – you know what? I'm probably going to go my my okay, so my head is telling me to go with the Rams, <laughs> but my heart is telling me to go with the 49ers. <laughs> this was this is a hard game to get any line. Just pick one. 
All right, all right, all right. I'm I'm going with the 49ers in 21-17. I'm going to 49ers to pull off the unthinkable and get that rematch against against the Chiefs. I am taking the team with the quarterback that I trust the most, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Awesome. Sounds good. It comes down to me. It comes down to which quarterback do I trust? And I, I just I trust Matthew Stafford just because I know the Devo. It, I, I don't trust. I don't trust the JG to get the ball enough to Debo or I don't know if Debo is fully healthy or mm-hmm. what's going on. I just, I trust Cooper Cup and it goes, do you trust Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford more than you trust Jimmy G and Debo Samuels? And I, I trust that the, the, uh, the Rams combo more than I do the other one. Football is, is weird, man. You just got this parody, man, and they went into it. It's hard to feed the team three times, too. It really is, yeah. And, but but I've, seen it, I've seen it happen personally, and I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> Yeah, but I just feel like, man, just the 49ers went into a hostile environment, you know, in Jerry World, got to win. Then they went up into the tundra. Oh, well, that, the don't, snow. that don't count. They choked. <laughs> the Cowboys did choke, yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they choked. They choked. And then lately, the Green Bay Packers have choked it. Yeah, they so, just can't be the 49ers. Just, uh, you just got to call it like you see it. The Green Bay has choked. Right. Over, like, last year with the Bucks. This year, the 49ers. Like, they, they, they do. Just think, though. Green Bay has had... Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have had two Super Bowls that show for it over a 30-year span. Which is crazy. They got, you know, definitely two two of their greatest quarterbacks that we've seen. You had, you had two Hall of Fame, all-time great, top 10 QBs, and you've gotten two Super Bowls out of it. <laughs> over 30 years. Oh, man. Of having these two guys. Yeah. Nah, yeah, you, you definitely, you definitely nice. should have more for sure. You definitely should have it's more, nice. which is like I'm just trying to figure that one out too. But hey, nonetheless, there I I would be happy for either team, um, for the Rams or the 49ers to get there. Like it, me and Kevin has spoke many times about the NFC West as being just a gauntlet for all these teams. So here you go. There's the two teams remaining are from the NFC West, and they happen to be the four and six seed. Like. Exactly. We, me and Kevin has said that NFC was going to be a bloodbath, but Jesus, <laughs> here we go, man. So, um, fun stuff. Kev, let's 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 let you get on your soapbox here. I know we're at fifty minutes, and I know you want to, you don't want to talk about, but you do kind of want to get some stuff off your chest regarding the, your Jacksonville. Well, regarding, wise, regarding the most piss poor ran organization in all of sports. Like legit from the owner down to everything, the most piss poor organization ran in sports. How is you the owner of a professional football team letting a dude like Trent Falky, who around the league is considered a legit douchebag and a legit person who, wherever he has been, has either ran his coach out or turned a team into complete crap? Why are you letting this guy continue to make decisions for your team when he has been with you the past three or four years and you have diddly poop to show for it? It kills me that we have such a 
incompetent person that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, that he cannot do anything even remotely smart football-wise. Like, it pains me. Like, every day I sit there and go, well, not every day, because really it doesn't affect my life that much. But whenever I see what he's doing to the football team, it just, I'm like, why do you even own it? Like, is it just a play toy to you? Just so you have it? That way you can put it on your, on your whatever. That way you can say, oh, look, I own an NFL football team. Because ever since you've been the owner of the team, you have done absolutely nothing to make this team better. We had one fluke year where everything aligned right and we got to the AFC championship game. But other than that, this team has done absolutely nothing the right way. This year has been nothing but a total debacle in which this coach that you brought in in Urban Meyer was a guy you've been wanting for a long time and was a guy that that idiot that you put in the GM position wanted. Why did that not give you a clue that you're both incompetent idiots that should not be running a football team? Do the smart thing. Get rid of Trent Baalke. Bring in people. I don't even care who you bring in at this point because you're pissing off Byron Leftwich by not even giving him the time of day and by not letting him, by not already firing Trent Baalke and being like, look, dude, you're gone. If this guy, people didn't even want to interview for the job because of the guy that you have at GN. But yet you don't have the sense enough to get rid of this guy. I am just... I'm telling you, and I promise you said it right here on this show. If Trent Baalke is still the general manager after all this man- madness is over and you hire somebody else, but they're in line with Trent Baalke, I'm gone. If it's another coach besides Byron Leftwich, I am completely leaving. I am putting it out there that I will be a free agent. I'm going to put out there that whoever can convince me to join their fan base is where I'll be going because I am not putting up with this crap anymore. You're treating the city poorly. You're treating you're treating the fans poorly. You're doing everything the exact wrong way. The only thing you care about is your bottom line, and you don't give a quiet, flying flat rat's ass about this damn football team, and I am tired of it. Like, I went on this rant before about this idiot owner many times. But I am legit tired of it. You are so stupid when it comes to football that you don't realize that this guy is your cancer. And you need to cut it out before it spreads all the way throughout your organization and there's no coming back for it. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of season ticket holders that already said, if this stuff happens, we're not renewing. So what does that tell you, dude? That tells you that we're fed up with this shit. Just do the right thing, man. Do the right thing. Get rid of this dude and bring and just hire the right people, which you have shown that you cannot do when it comes to football. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think at a point where you know Byron Leftwich is wanting to come and he's making it known, like, hey, you know, this is what's being saying around you know the league about this GM. And, you know, there's not going to be a change. I'm going to go somewhere else. So it's just, I was like, oh, I think it's a done deal. Now I saw you interviewing for New Orleans. I'm like, oh, man, come on, Jacksonville. Really? And I'm, I'm, okay. 
I'm pulling okay. for you guys. We gotta not talk about this now, but five minutes ago, via Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington, Tom Brady is retiring from the game of football. Wow. So 22 seasons, Tom Brady is retiring from football, and I wonder if Jason has already taken his jersey back to the store. <laughs> Hey, we're going to really question him here see you're going to be a Bucks fan then, huh? But no. Oh, yeah. Now, now, now I'm curious to see where he hops on to next. So, I bet he's already getting the Kansas City jersey. <laughs> oh, it's been a Kansas City fan. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> Listen, nonetheless, um, congrats to Tom Brady. I know uh, me and this over the years, me and Kevin, um, we just we just bash a guy, but nonetheless, is he's. We didn't really bash him. We gave him his props, but we also were giving props to his coach as well. Yeah, that, that's to that's have that much success over that amount of time was it was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Mm-hmm. But last year, last year when he did in Tampa, uh, especially well, he had all those weapons. Tom did, and I believe it's the right decision. You know, I'm, I'm sure his wife and family talked to him, and he wants to be there for his boys. And and uh, you, as you know, football is is a taxing sport. It it is a sport that beat down on you. So, props to Tom, as Kevin mentioned, for him staying healthy and and staying in shape and be able to do the things that he done at his age in his forties, which is uh, beyond bizarre what he has done. But it has been a pleasure watching him. Um, been a pleasure being a New England Patriot hater because of him um, but nonetheless that you can respect the talent and you see what he did in Tampa uh, you know I, I know the Rams got a chance to do this but the first team to ever host Super Bowl and then win it um, so props to him um, so I mean probably we'll probably be hearing Gronkowski retirement coming up here soon <laughs> yeah I think I think Tampa's gonna be I think Tampa's gonna be in line for a a big change yep. coming there. Uh, it's curious to see where they're gonna go. Uh, do you think about? Uh, I don't. I don't even know where they're gonna go. Does Aaron stay? Uh, yeah, as I think about Bruce Arians, uh, you're right. Yeah, Bruce Arians as he stay. Yeah, is that is that is that a spot where Byron may want to stay in Tampa? Mm-hmm. But why would Byron want to stay in Tampa when they have no quarterback now? Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 a big domino to fall, especially for down there in Tampa. They're going to be losing a, a few key pieces mm-hmm. to not only retirement but free agency as well. So. Uh, 
I'm, I'm curious to see what happens in Tampa. I knew when when they, when they brought in Tom, you knew it was for a temporary thing. To hey, we're going to hit this. We're going to hit it hard. We're going to try to win a Super Bowl, kind of like what LA is doing this year. Yeah. So, uh, and so it was one of those things. Hey, they got their Super Bowl out of it. So uh, absolutely, it, it paid off. It paid off at the end. And now they're going to be in. Now they're going to be in rebuild mode. Yep. Because you don't got no quarterback. You ain't got nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll 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 see where they go from there. But again, props to one of the greatest football players to ever play, to ever tie up, uh, put some shoulder pads on, and to tie up some cleats. Uh, good for you. Uh, go enjoy. Stuff that was around them and everything like that, but uh, him going, him going to Tampa and doing what he did last year, uh, that just that was that was the big one for me. Seeing that, hey, this dude is is pretty dang good. Even even with even when you put all these weapons around him, he still went out there and he did his thing. And, and again, he won with a top ten defense again, but. And you can't can't take away from the fact of what he done on the football field. Yeah, Tom Brady, uh, TB12, Tom Terrific, touchdown Tom, uh, 15-time Pro Bowler, three all-time All-Pro, seven-time Super Bowl champion, three-time MVP, five-time Super Bowl MVP, uh, Hall of Fame All-2000 team, and definitely for sure it's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame when he, whenever uh, he does qualify. Five years. Yep, five years. And um, one of the best yes, ever is he the Michael Jordan of football? I will definitely probably have to say yes. The way his longevity has been, um, the way his career is set up, uh, I'm, I'm listen. Uh, it's, it's it's one of those where in the moment and you watch Tom Brady, you just to me I'm just like oh eh, nah, Tom, nah, there go Tom again. But you you really have to appreciate the greatness and realize that uh, his spot in, in in NFL history is uh is a big one. So. Um, it's, we don't uh, maybe we, I don't think maybe we have someone at Duke this in the near future we'll see but right now for we have watched from 2000 2010 to two, 2020 is uh, for Tom has been fantastic so uh, but I, I do the only guy the only guy I see even coming close is is like a Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that but he's you're talking about a dude that won championship after championship after championship after championship after championship so you got you just got to get in that organization to where it's stable enough that for that many years in a row you can go on that kind of run. Oh. And, and it, 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 I just like I said, the one big thing that certified it for me was last year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had questions about Tom, and then you know, last year he went and done what he did. Um, mind you, he had a like I said, mind you, there was another top. What two defense in the league with the Bucks defense last year and the weapons that he had, but they they went out and did their thing. So, congrats to him. Uh, and that's the same way Peyton got his second if I wasn't yep. correct. Had to go to somewhere to have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Sorry, Peyton. Sorry, Peyton. I didn't mean that because we all know you didn't do anything in that Super Bowl to win it. Good stuff. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great career. Great career. Uh, You do 22 years in playing a sport like that. That's that's insane. That's insane enough as of its own self. Yeah. Before we go here, um. I'm happy. I'm very happy with, with the Broncos hiring coach uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he was he was with the Jaguars for a little bit. So tell me about uh, Mr. Hackett. He'll be all right. <laughs> he, he, put this way, put this way. He went to he went to he went to the AFC Championship game with Blake Portal as his quarterback. <laughs> and no knock on Blake because Blake had a tremendous season with him. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But that just that just shows you what what Hackett done. He, he, he can do stuff with minimal. I don't even think you have a quarterback on your roster right now that is as good as Blake was. Yeah. So the key the key thing here for for Denver is getting his right getting the right quarterback in. Mm-hmm. Which if you want to believe all the rumors and stuff, Russell Wilson and and, and Aaron Rodgers are being are being thrown around for the Broncos. So if you if you get if you get Hackett a good quarterback, especially with some of the weapons that Denver already has, then then he'll do, he'll do perfectly fine there. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sorry. I just listened in this press conference and uh his energy is very contagious. It's definitely uh night and day compared to Vic Fangio conference. You know, and they went away from the Jill was 937 years old. Yeah, and that's why I say, listen, and he's a great defense of mine. Great defense exactly. of mine. But I, it. it's, it's, it's something of those where you, I want to get with the times and hire offensive-minded coach and, and go from there. We got a good defense. Let's get someone that can be a little bit more creative on offense. And the way he's talking, he's talking about what he said he want to adjust to his personnel. I love that. Like, I absolutely love that. Don't run what you usually know. Run to your personnel. You might have someone that's, you know, a slot, deadly slot receiver. You might have a good running game, which they do have a good running game. They got to now go into a sophomore, Javante Williams, who's going to be an integral part going forward to Broncos offense. So I'm very, see, I'm very excited to see how he's going to integrate him. And I'm. No, the thing, and the thing is, the thing is, the league's getting younger. They are. Everywhere the league is getting younger. Coaches, play, uh, well, players automatically get younger, but coaches definitely are getting younger. It's, we're seeing a lot less of the retreads, and we're seeing some of these younger guys get their shots. Uh-huh. Just look at the coaches that are in this weekend. All of them except Andy Reid. Yeah, super young coaches. Are in, are in their 30s to early 40s. Yeah. Like all these guys, all these guys are young. So it, it, it's turning into a league to where you're like, yeah, you old guys, y'all can do your coaching. But mainly old guys are really good at defense, if you ever notice. But <laughs> except Andy Reid, Andy Reid's good at everything right now. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's turning into a young guys' league. And we need, they need, they need to, every position needs to start from front offices to everything like that. They need to start, we need to start getting this league younger. Mm-hmm. Because the good old boy mentality that was hitting the league, it, you, you, need, you need to fade it away. Yep. And a lot of these owners need to get rid of their teams too because they're going to be coming out with a lot of these owners and they're a bunch of racist idiots. 
things. <laughs> and and it, it's coming soon, and these guys are a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. But this, it, it, it's just, you can tell the NFL is getting, getting younger and younger and younger by the minute in all the positions that used to be set up for guys that were in their 50s and 60s. Yep. So the, the youth room is down. What? Nathaniel Hackett's only in, what, his late 30s? Late 30s, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's in his late 30s. Like every, like like I said, this weekend though is a perfect example. Everybody that's all the coaches are in their early, early to mid thirties, except Andy Reid. He's double <clears throat> mid thirties. I know the uh, couple new hires here. You got you got <clears throat> the Giants hired Brian the Bull. He's the offense coordinator. He was offense coordinator for the Bills. The Bears they hired somebody too. I'm trying to look who up who they hired, but I'm they hired. Uh, they hired the defensive coordinator from Indianapolis. Yes, I'm blanking on his name right now. Jabal uh, is 46 years old. So, a little younger. Yep. Um, it's DeFelice or DeFelice. Matt, Matt Ephelis. Matt Ephelis. No, Matt Ebulis. Matt, oh, oh, Eberflus. Eberflus. Matt Eberflus. Matt Everflus, yeah. Fifty-one years old, so he's a little older. He's a little older. Okay. He's been a defense, yeah. He's been a defensive coordinator though in the league for a while. Okay. So Matt Ever Matt Everflus. Tom Twister. And then you got, <laughs> and then let's not forget one of the big story: Sean Payton retiring or leaving the Saints. Yeah, stepping away. Um, See what happens when your Hall of Fame quarterback goes away. <laughs> hey, well, well I, I'm I'm betting that he come back coaching a few years after Mike McCarthy falls on his face. That's my guess. No, I'm betting I'm betting that he comes back coaching next year after Mark Paul, uh, after he falls on his face. He don't even have to fall. He don't even have to fall on his face. Jimmy Jones is just going to fire him for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and then also the Raiders. Please, please do this. He's he's a great coach to hire, by the way. Hire Josh McDaniels. Please do it. Please. 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 Just do it. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just do it. Don't even think twice about it. Uh, Josh, so I think Josh, Josh, I think, has improved a ton. Yeah, I mess with he, he from, has, when he was, from when he was in Denver to now. Josh also got a shitty hand in Denver as well. Uh, he was our so, Adam Gage, uh, man. He was our Adam Gage. That's who he was. Yeah, dude. He got, wasn't he the coach of Tebow? <laughs> yeah, he was the one coaching Tim. There you go. The poor guy was giving a bad hand, even though Tim did okay there. He was still giving a he was still giving a bad hand. <laughs> Hell, y'all want a playoff game with Tim Tebow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was dealt he was dealt a bad hand. He did what he could do at the time with what he had. Yep. But yeah, I think he's done pretty well. Just look at what he done with Matt Jones this year as a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he, he he does well. I think he's improved a lot since his time in Denver. So if they hire him, if they hire him in Las Vegas. I, it, it shouldn't be a problem. Go for it. He, yeah. he, he should be able to help them out a little bit. Anything's better than crazy John Gruden? <laughs> yeah, they got that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's close this bad boy. We had a one. Did you hear? Minute, one did hour. you hear the basketball story from last uh, from the other night? What was story? That uh, 
Randall, the Knicks were playing Miami, and Randall got a Knicks fan who was sitting behind the bench thrown out because the Knicks fan told him, hey, dude, do you know you're minus 34 right now? And he got him kicked out for saying that. Everybody goes, well, that was just a closet Miami fan who was dressed up as a Knicks fan. I was like, no, that definitely wasn't because Miami fans don't care about anybody's minus or negatives. We don't pay attention that much. <laughs> and New York fans was, are just that crazy, that, too. So Yeah, that was definitely a Knicks fan. They're the only ones that pay attention to all that crap. Definitely- we don't care nothing about us or the only plus or minus we care about is that we're number one in the Eastern Conference right yeah. now. That's the only thing we y'all, care about. Y'all doing well, and um. Uh, and, and and to make another basketball announcement, I'm not trying to go dive too deep on it, but, you know, um, we got Cole Anthony in the, in the NBA dunk contest, so we'll see how that works out. I'm happy for him. He uh, definitely was. At, he, least you got, at least you got somebody showing up for All-Star Week. Yes. Oh, no, you'll have, uh, you'll have uh, Franz. Yeah, we're going to have Franz. Franz, Franz Suggs, possibly, maybe Cole in the – Sophomore, whatever game they, they changed the format, which I actually like, by the way. Um, they changed it. What is it now? Four seven player teams. Yeah, four seven player teams, and they're pulling fourteen <laughs> uh, rookies, fourteen sophomores, and I think three players from uh, the Ignite. So Ignite. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ignite. You know whose G League team that is, yeah. correct? G League and not, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. This is why we're so good, people. It's because no, we pull people from the ignite. No, G League is the uh, night team that they do for the high schoolers. Oh, is that that team? Yeah, it's that team. That's the team in uh, California. I thought I forgot what. What's the name of the Heat G League team? That is a good question. I had it on top of my head, and I, I knew he was going to ask that question, and I. Going to use Google as my friend here. Miami G League team. Oh, the Sky Force. Yeah. Sioux Falls Sky Force. I think they're in first place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, G League team. Okay. Mario yeah, Chalmers is playing on it. That's a team I need to move to Florida. I don't understand. Move that. Let it go to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you. I would love it if they if they put a G League team in in in, in Jacksonville. <laughs> I would love it, nice. considering that everybody on the G League team for the Miami Heat is eventually playing for the Heat. <laughs> exactly. It'd be nice to see. It'd yeah. be nice to see all of them. But no, man. But All Star Weekend should be fun. I know. Um, I know that other guy that we won't even mention his name. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I know that guy has reached out and tried to get people to, to do a big, gigantic podcast on All-Star Weekend, hey. but I'm like, yeah, whatever. Before, yeah, before we go, <laughs> before we go, Andrew Wiggins is an NBA All-Star starter. Terrible. Absolutely, <laughs> positively terrible. Hold on. Ready? Here we go. Run the stats by me for Andrew Wiggins for the season. It's like 18 points a game. What? Six or seven rebounds. Hold up. I got you. I got you. Give me just one second. <laughs> you're going to see. You're going to see where I'm going here in a minute. 
Yeah, uh, 18 points a game, 4.2 rebounds a game. Uh, He's got two assists a game. His per is 16.47, which is top 79 in the NBA. Uh, and this guy is a all-star. Well, go ahead, Kay. I'm not going to go ahead and cut you off, but go ahead. He, he's a... <laughs> How in the world is Andrew Wiggins starting the all-star game when not a single person from the number one team in the West and the number one team in the East not even on the all-star team yet? <laughs> The number one team in the East, sixth man of the year, is averaging more than that dude in every single category. And we're just talking about the sixth man. (laughs) Hey, the K-pop stands got it, man. The fan vote needs to go away. The fan vote is stupid. And you know what's even stupider? It's some of the players that were voting on this crap, too. Yeah. Yeah. Need to be changed, man. It need to be media and coaches. Period. Media and coaches. That's all need to be. No, it don't even need media because most of the time, media don't even know what the hell they're talking about either. What it needs to be is take the guys we know are good, put them in the freaking game. It ain't that hard. Absolutely. It's it's not that hard at all. Three guys on the Heat should be in that game right now. Except your fans didn't want to vote for them. Three guys on the three guys on the Phoenix Suns should be in this game right now, but you fans didn't want to vote for them. How do you keep Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and their center out of the game completely? Like how? How do you not vote for any one of those three? How do you not vote for Bam, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> or Tyler Hero? I, yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, you saw what he got a lot of votes. He's a white guy. Mm. Everyone loves the white guy. <laughs> Which is crazy, man. Trust me, I'm trying to figure this all out, man. I just there better be three. There better be three of each of the number one teams that are coming off the bench. There better be three. It's probably like the worst All Star starter since Jamal McGore. And he only had the, the, the whole Canada voting him in because he's from there and had a whole it's, it's, freaking nation voting him in. It's dumb. It, it, it's dumb. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm dumbfounded. Definitely. Well, let's I'm go. Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Wiggins. So. I'm thinking right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's close this bad boy here. All right, guys. Make sure y'all stay tuned. Me and Kevin. Um, I think next week I should be good. Well, Super Bowl's in two weeks after that. So well, Super Bowl's probably, in two weeks. Yeah, so we might have time to do that. So um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, – you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bosnock Court. You can follow me at EndermineCP. Kevin C. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can type in Bosnock Court Podcast there. Give us a like. We're also at Instagram at Bosnock Court Podcast. Um, you can go to anchor.fm Cortez slash pod, get the podcast there from Anchor or endomonacp.podomatic.com from Podomatic. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes, tune in Radio Stitcher, iHeartRadio Spreaker, Windows, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and many other sites as well. Or Kevin like to say, 
Boom. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for bearing with us. With- <laughs> so they came here you go. So they came out, um that one guy said, uh hope the brakes were a bit. Tom Brady has not informed the Bucks of his plan to retire. This coming from a guy who's works for the Buccaneers. Yet the NFL main Twitter page says, Breaking news, Tom Brady's retired. That bandwagon just don't want to admit that Tom Brady's gone. <laughs> exactly. Just let him go. Just let him go. So it's all good. Go go be a Chiefs fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. none, none, nonetheless. Uh as I was saying, guys, thanks for bearing with us. Me uh myself was having some issues with this podcast audio and my headset, so I'm gonna go bang my head against the wall and try to figure out why my beats headset wasn't working. But nonetheless, um we appreciate y'all bearing with us and, and uh, bearing with me and Kevin. Kevin, thank you for your patience, sir, for waiting an hour. Well, they don't know everything. See, they don't know everything was messing up until you told me. <laughs> so, hey, I just want to be very uh, clear with my listeners. I appreciate appreciate the uh, guys and girls that listen to us. So, uh, yeah. The only one that should have had patience was me. <laughs> my guy, I appreciate you, my guy. All right, well, this is clue for the podcast, Bob My Court Podcast. This is Cortez Paul and Kevin Carter. Y'all enjoy y'all the rest of y'all afternoon and day. Enjoy some football tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Thank you.